You're listening to Living Free and Fulfilled. I'm Katie Bach, your host, a Gemini, yogi, intuitive spiritual guide who believes in the magic and the power, the wisdom that lives inside of you. And that's what this podcast is all about. I am on a mission to empower you to create a life that feels good for you, a life where you can live it your way. Tune in each week to hear from me, to meet new people as they are interviewed, as we share together tips, tools, practices, experiences that have guided us to create a life that feels good so that we can support you on your journey to live a life aligned with your soul as you plug back into yourself rediscover your power, your inner wisdom, and the magic that truly flows throughout you. Are you ready to live free and fulfilled? A new episode starts now. Hey there, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Katie Bach here, and I am joined by Katish Haverfield, a soul therapist. Super thrilled to have Katish here. How are you today, Katish? I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me, Katie. We are going to kind of dive into something that is not always talked about, and I'm so excited about this. Actually, before we started recording, I said, we got to stop talking and just start recording because I could talk about this all day long. You know, we are going to dive into this concept of limiting beliefs, but not in the way that you typically hear about it with your subconscious. We're actually going to dive into the superconscious. So... Katish, can you tell the listener a little bit about what you do and kind of tell us what the superconscious is? Sure. So I work with people at the soul level. So you are not just Katie, you are a soul. And the best way to describe who you are is if you picture in your mind um, a flower, right? And I'll hold that up in case you use this video. But a flower has a middle to it, right? And my fingers are going to represent the petals. Well, I need some down here as well, but you know what I mean. Each petal yeah. is a different life, right? The soul always stays in the celestial realms, in the afterlife, in the life between lives, whatever you want to think about it. And the petal is each different personality you have, each different life you have. Your superconscious mind is the eternal mind string that belongs to the soul. The subconscious and conscious mind is the mind string that belongs to each of your personalities in each of your different minds. So when we deal with limiting blocks, we deal with three levels. One, the level that you're consciously aware of as Katie in your daily life. You might be consciously aware that you hate mushrooms. To make it up, right? Um, The second level is subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is that uh, part of you which is attached to Katie, which is like a giant filing cabinet of every thought every emotion and every experience. So the subconscious mind is there to protect you. And so let's go with the mushroom analogy for the sake of it. Um, Every time you smell mushrooms or there might be a dish with mushrooms in it, if it knows that you are allergic to them or something, there's something in your mind stream that says mushrooms are dangerous to me, it will prevent you from having that dish, going to that restaurant, going on that field excursion to pick mushrooms or whatever it is, dating that person who is a mushroom connoisseur. Um, Whether or not your conscious mind is aware of the real reason behind the mushroom issue um, is another thing. Uh, Maybe it was simply that 
you dated somebody uh, in high school and they were very, very mean and vicious to you and there was something about mushrooms that characterises their personality to you. I don't know what it was. Maybe their mother made a signature mushroom dish and emotionally you're still protecting yourself because you haven't healed that relationship. So that's what the subconscious mind does. So the superconscious mind is the filing cabinet of all emotions, thoughts and experiences from every single lifetime you have ever lived. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's huge. So what happens is the boss is the superconscious mind, right? Yeah. It's still designed to protect you. So you are not aware of what your superconscious mind thinks. And it will overrule your subconscious mind and guide you to do or not do something based on its filing cabinet of emotions, events, and uh, thoughts. And so where we find it difficult as human beings is, you know, you may be doing your best in life. You may think to yourself, I have done all the work. Um, I have worked with my conscious mind. I work every day with my uh, subconscious mind and I do things like, you know, all the different things that people have taught me for limiting beliefs. So tapping, EFT, um, I might go and do healings. I might go and um, use affirmations or whatever. But if you do all that work, credit to you because most people don't even do that, but well done. But you still need to understand that all of this is kind of like you've got to dig beneath the surface because if you've got something there that is trying to protect you or is limiting you at the eternal mind stream level, no matter what you do at the conscious and subconscious mind level, is not going to work. And I found this out for me through personal experience, okay, because I paid the money and I did the stuff. I mean, I've been working on the conscious and subconscious mind since my very first boyfriend introduced me to spirit, uh, spiritual and mind-based concepts in university in, what are we talking now, 1995, okay? So yeah. uh, it, it's only two years ago that I went, mm after I paid for my very last very expensive and very good course that I went, this is not happening, girlfriend. There is something else. And then, uh, like, I have studied all forms of potential therapy in terms of the mind. I've been fascinated with the mind, everything from, um, you know, neuroplasticity, you know, all, all, all the people, scientific and non-scientific, spiritual, non-spiritual. And I still wasn't achieving the results. And I was like, it's something else. I feel like I'm actually going crazy. And then um, I was just like, let me investigate this past life stuff boom answers came out and I was like I have to tell people about this and show them because I've always been interested in past lives and reincarnation and then never understood why I was interested and it was not until I realized that uh it was an innate ability that I then thought right better start doing this because there has to be people who are frustrated like I was frustrated who think nothing is ever going to change for me uh, you know, and a lot of well-meaning, well-intended coaches and uh, people in both the secular and spiritual world will say it's your fault. You're not doing the work. You know, mm-hmm. here's my course. You didn't proper, you didn't do it properly, or you haven't done it enough, or you didn't listen to. You weren't consistent enough. And my message to you is, no. 
what they're teaching is great, but you need to take it deeper. If what they if what they are teaching is not working for you, it's because you have something at the superconscious lifetime level that is ready for you to heal in this lifetime. Now they could have a million students and you might be the only one who has something that's coming up for healing in this lifetime. Maybe all the other people that they've attracted to their courses are working on stuff that is ready and ripe to be healed. You know, as people always say, the onion analogy. Yeah. So many different layers. And the sub and the superconscious level is ready for the shoots that have sprung, if we go with the planting the garden analogy. But this lifetime for you is about the potato underneath the right. ground, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. don't don't blame yourself. You're just on a different trajectory. It's a different lifetime. And that's how I explain it to people is um, whilst we all innately compare ourselves, you don't have the sole blueprint of the person sitting next to you. You don't know how many lifetimes they have already dealt with this so that it's at a different level for them than you. You're, everyone's yeah. on different paths. We have different lifetimes and it's not a comparison thing. Um, it's not about whether you're more ascended than the next person, whether your ascension path is better than, uh, faster than them, whether you've done more spiritual work. No. It's about where this lifetime as Katie Bock is in comparison to all the other lifetimes that you have, which are concurrent, by the way. There's no such thing as past, present, or future. All right. of you is living all of us everywhere, yeah? So yeah. you're working as a team. You have a team. There's a team of thousands, even hundreds of thousands, depending upon how old your soul is, of Katie Box running around there, out there in different time zones, in different locations, and in different dimensions. They're not all called Katie Box. They're not all female. And they're not all beautiful like you. But they are... They have their own unique identity and they're all doing a job that your soul sent them out to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's so fascinating. You know, this whole, everything you're saying is like, yes, this is exactly like this past year of 2022 for me has been this like major transformation healing of like stepping through all these boxes. Right. And I've definitely been there where I'm like, I'm doing all the things. Why is it not working? You know, like this person over here, it's working for them. Why is it not working for me? And it's really like diving into those deeper layers and like, you know, the onion of, of peeling back those layers. But even if you're the potato, you know, digging into to the potato, right? Digging underneath to get to that potato. Um, and really like, I really, I want to say like connecting into like your inner wisdom that's going to guide you to where do you need to go for this healing, you know, like, and really trusting that inner wisdom when it connects you and guides you to a person that can support you in that space of healing those, you know, that super conscious, wherever it is, that it's time for you to heal. So Katish, for someone who's listening, and they're like, Oh, my gosh, you know, this makes so much sense. Like I've been trying all the things and it's not working. What is something they can do to start kind of diving into this past life? Yeah, so um, one is just to recognize that and give yourself credit for doing the work, right? And then ask yourself, am I, am I ready to d dive into past life work? Um, a really simple way to start off, and it's the way I started off, is start picking going to the library and pick a couple of free books that are about reincarnation and past lives. Just read the stories and um, you will know if it resonates with you 
because you read it and you won't you want to read the next one and the next one and the next one okay go where your passion and your interests are because uh we learn and gain insights just from reading about other people's stories um you can listen to my podcast which is called the infinite life podcast and every week uh we show car- showcase uh, stories about the eternal mind stream with real clients you can watch and you can listen the reason that i made it a dual podcast is so that people could see um for themselves because with with anything to do with the eternal mind stream you're like i can't believe it until i see it but you've got to you have to believe it um so you, you can watch or listen to see the process and it's really kind of confronting your fears what will i discover is there something terrible there am i a terrible person and um i can't help you with that that's something you have to navigate yourself but i can give you examples of how i've navigated that and that's why i also include my personal sessions in the podcast you will see me confront um so far because it's my healing journey because the healer has to do their own work right and i open the door right and i say this is my experience and the reason i want to show you is because i want to show you what i had to confront to heal and um the layer of sharing then opens up another level of healing for me i've i've discovered you can see my worst nightmare come to play on screen and then you can see that i have gone past it and i have made friends with that particular memory and most importantly um you know i could write a book on each each uh, session that I've done on myself because each one explains some of the things I like and dislike in this lifetime and why why I feel that way and it's really interesting to go oh okay so that personality that person I was in that lifetime felt that way and this is how it shows up in me now I know it is part of my soul's thoughts but it's not Katish Haberfield it's making up a name it's jamie of that lifetime jamie i'm gonna let you have that thought you keep that but i don't need to own that this is my life and i love you very much because you and i are the same person but i'm gonna release that now i'm gonna and more than that i'm gonna help you with that because i'm gonna do some work at the soul level so that you no longer have that as well i'm gonna help you heal that so one of the things that um you know mindfulness teaches us is to to understand when a thought is our own and when it's not our own and so that's a beautiful thing to understand that thoughts uh, are just energy that's well around us and so we know with mindfulness and meditation and, and yoga um that we need to identify when it's our thought versus group thought versus community thought uh, country thought global thought you know what i mean um because it's just energy streams that swirl around okay and it's you picking it up and identifying with it and making it your own so what i'm teaching is it's the next level sure there's all of those thoughts you need to contend with but there's also the thoughts of your other personalities your other avatars your other selves and when you gain the understanding of who you've been who you are in other lifetimes you gain ultimate freedom because you can say Oh, that makes sense now. And you can have compassion for yourself. That's what it's all about. It's about self-compassion and say, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry you went through that." Or, "Wow, that's an amazing thing to have gone through." Uh, fist pump to you. But you can be gaining insight into yourself and have self-compassion. It's the self-compassion to not hate yourself um, and to be proud of the journey that you've gone through no matter who you were, because each of these lifetimes has been designed specifically for you 
to help you and to discover who you are and to remember who you are. So um, everybody has a good lifetime and a bad lifetime. You have to understand to be the richest person in the world, you also have to be the poorest person in the world. Mm. To be the most beautiful show-shopping beauty queen, you have to be hideously disfigured. To be a peace protester, you have to be um, in the army. It's balancing. Your soul has to do it all. That's powerful. Yeah. So I can't remember the original question, but I hope that answered it. I don't remember the original question either. I'm just in awe listening to you. Um, I I am so fascinated by the by the whole concept of the superconscious and past lives and exploring these parts of yourself, you know. And I think it's it really almost like from the first time we attempted to record the podcast, which. Listener, we attempted to record the, record the podcast and then I I had a earthbound spirit attachment and we ended up not recording and well, we recorded it, but Katish helped that earthbound spirit move on. Um, and then we, you know, rescheduled to record this. But from the first time we we had set up to record and, you know, Katish said, let's talk about limiting beliefs that are actually affected by your superconscious in your past lives. I was like, wow, that's so interesting and amazing because, you know, sometimes we just work so hard on what we've experienced in this lifetime, right? You know, I know a lot about trauma and how it affects your brain and the neuroscience of it, right? And we talk about, and we talk about these beliefs and these adaptations that kept us safe in this lifetime, right? And, you know, kind of accepting them because at one time they kept you safe. It's just that they no longer serve you now and it's time to release them. But there's these beliefs and these blocks that are from past lives, too, that kind of served us in that past life to survive or to move through that lifetime, you know, whatever it was that we were moving through that may be affecting us now because now it's time to heal it in this lifetime. But it's actually from a different lifetime. So then we have to kind of travel it past that subconscious and into that superconscious to access it. Mm. And, um, you know. A lot of these limiting beliefs are made on people's deathbeds. It's the I will never allow this to happen ever, ever again scenario. Okay. Okay. And so what we're yeah. doing is we're not making the you of the past or the other lifetime wrong. Uh, what we do in these sessions that I do anyway is so we go back to that lifetime, you experience the root cause moments. So we don't spend five hours like in some other um, therapies we spend really intense two hours we only see the scenes of that lifetime that are the root cause of what you're experiencing that's the only ones we'll be allowing to see we get you to revisit that moment and it's not revisiting your trauma but it is is it's allowing you to see and be in that moment as if you were living it all over again but then allowing you to stop release that emotion speak the words that have caused the issues that are currently bothering you and then we bring in uh we, we allow you to to cross over so see your last day follow your spirit up to the light go to the life between lives meet your spirit guides we do a life review which is what happens in real life anyway and when we get in your own words what the vows were and the limiting beliefs from that lifetime which i write down and then while you're still in a hypnotic state we 
get you to see the wisdom from that situation. So um, you review that particular moment in time and you see how you are not alone um, and we reframe it for you. So you, and I ask you, you know, this is not something that you do without permission of your soul. I say to you, okay, Katie, this is your limiting belief. Here's how we're going to reword it. Um, and you repeat it. And I say to you, on a scale of one to 100%, 100% being completely ready to wipe this site clear, what is your higher self saying that you are ready today to release? You may say to me, 2%. I hope you don't say to me 2%, but you may say 2%. And then I know that is the number of, there is a very large amount of work still to be done, you know, because generally speaking, people um, who are really ripe and ready to do the work with me will come to me and they'll be from somewhere between 50 and 100%. Uh, and in some, some sessions, we might go, all right, you said only 50%. How long have we been in this session? Because it's very energetically intense. Okay, we've been going for an hour. Great. We've probably got time to do two more sessions, two more lifetimes within this session. So we'll go back and look for the next root cause of this one limiting belief, cross you over again, and you might say, I can release another 35%. I'm not like ecstatic, you know. So it really just depends upon the person and your soul's readiness. You know, we don't push anything unless you. I, I'm not like uh, cracking a whip here. I'm not the director of the soul. of the soul. You are the director of your soul, and so you know what you're comfortable with. And you're not disappointing me or anybody if you say, I'm not ready to let that go. If you're not ready to let that go, what we do then is we take you into the celestial realms and Archangel Michael and Archangel Raphael will give you healing, emotional healing uh, through whatever ray that they have. So the violet flame, the blue ray, the green ray, the golden ray, whatever. And we do physical, emotional and spiritual healing around that particular issue. Um, so it is very deep work, but it's only going to be at the level that you can handle and that you are ready for at any appropriate time. But that's, yeah, it it always, there's some moment in time that has left a deep impression on your soul um, that needs to be released because um, we are humans and theoretically when you die and go to heaven or the afterlife or whatever you want to call it, the, the slate should be wiped clean. You should be ready to go and live another life and do another another task or another experience and have none of that bring through. But we're human beings <laughs> and the way we are set, the whole point of being a human and being on earth is emotional understanding. And, uh, you know, they don't have the range of emotions on other locations and you're here to be an emotional being. Um, and so it's just part of the human setup. We hold on to things. We judge ourselves. Uh, we think there is judgment where there isn't. And part of the the discovery process of discovering who you are is discovering what you're not. Absolutely. That's really, really powerful, discovering who you're not, you know, and, and creating the space to discover that, yeah. right? So would you say for someone who's listening and they're like, yes, this is, you know, really resonating with me, I really kind of want to explore past lives, would you say like just kind of bringing awareness to that, you know, that's resonating with you, bringing awareness to kind of when these blocks are coming up for you is maybe like a jumping point to then maybe yeah, just have a session a, and, and yeah, start but, to explore it further? 
Yeah, uh, bring awareness to it, write, write down, keep a notepad, say, what have I been working on that's really bothering me? Um, for me, it was total boiling point of total frustration. You don't need to leave it that long. You know, something might be itching you and bothering you and you can say, that's, that's enough. I want to be curious. And you may just be curious and we might go into a session and somebody, it might not be that at all, but it was the way that your soul wanted you to get, get to a session, right? Right. Um, and it was like a two-minute thing that we could look at for two minutes and then it was done. But this whole purpose was actually something else. I've had people who've come to sessions mm-hmm. and they're like, I want to, and I make people fill out pages and pages of documentation first. Only because what it does is it gets your subconscious mind working on it. When you write it out physically, you you know what it's like when you, you write, you release. So you're writing down all the things that you think are your limiting beliefs, all the things that you're having problems with. That just starts the session. Your guides are listening. Your higher self is listening. And then we bring you into the session. And I've had clients where they've had pages of information and the thing that they needed to heal was not on that piece of paper because it was so blocked that they couldn't even write it. That's pretty powerful. And that just makes me think of, I was telling uh, Katish before we hit record, uh, she had sent me a recording to listen to before we recorded this. So we didn't have any interruptions from spirit again. And I had come through that I had um, an ET implant and I didn't even know that existed. I didn't even know that was like a possibility, right? And it was just really fascinating to me that that came through and then kind of going through the process of releasing that and, you know, hearing that it was this this device to protect me and keep me safe. And so, you know, the way I got to that was not because I had felt like I had this implant, you know, but literally when I went through the steps of recognizing it and removing it, I could feel it in my physical being and I could feel it like rip out and release. And so like Katisha's saying, it doesn't, necessarily come through what you think it is but there's a reason that you're drawn to this idea of the superconscious and past lives and there's a reason that you're sitting here like I need to have a session with Katish I need to explore this like there's a reason even if you don't know what it is there's a reason and I highly recommend following that reason because I can feel the shift just from you know when we did that earthbound spirit release um, a few months ago or a month ago. And then this kind of recorded thing that I did with Katish to get this ET implant out that I didn't even know existed. There's a total shift in my entire energy and my mindset and the way I'm showing up. So an earthbound spirit is a human being who has died and not gone to the light. They didn't go to the afterlife. So they remain in the astral realms in spirit form only and why uh, that is important to know is so in common language we call it ghosts right we don't really understand what ghosts are but when you understand it from the human perspective it's a human being who's died and they didn't look for the light the angels the dove the light bridge and they didn't go to heaven or the afterlife and receive the healing why is that important we go back to the original picture of the flower <laughs> you look uh, the flower and the soul the soul hasn't received that element, that petal back. So the soul is still fine, but there's a piece missing and that piece isn't healed. And so why, so they're floating around, they're lost. The longer they float around, not realising, 99.99% don't realise they've died, 
uh, something has happened to them to make them be afraid at the point where they could have gone to heaven. Mostly, to be honest with you, the cases that I have helped, it's because of religious dogma where they are afraid of being judged at the pearly gates or whatever they think it is happening. So I have had the most amazing people, earthbound spirits, hold themselves from crossing back because they thought they were evil or they were naughty or they were a sinner and there's nothing in their lifetime that they done wrong. It's just because they were brought up with the belief that they were born from sin and therefore they are a sinner. They will go to hell. Maybe they didn't go to confirmation one time or they took too big right. a sip of the wine or at the altar or they said a cuss word or something, so they think they're going to be punished. And they are so afraid that they don't follow the angels, so afraid. Mm-hmm. Now, the angels, there's a really important concept here. Human beings have free will, okay? The angels will not interfere with your free will. So if you are afraid at the time of the death, if you are clinging on at the time of death, and this is why this is really important is because we have to understand, firstly, that we're eternal beings, right? that we go on and uh, the last two, three years of our lives have been about death, hasn't it, on a mass global scale. scale. Coronavirus is about death and the fear of our death, right? Yeah, we had absolutely. That is completely afraid of death for three years. So if you're afraid of the fact that you don't go on, if you think that when your eyes shut, it's lights out, then you won't want to leave. You cling and attach to your family and you stay behind. And what happens? You don't get the healing that you need. You don't get the life review. You don't get the perspective. You don't get to remember who you are and what you came for. And importantly, when your soul doesn't cross over, or the soul of an earthbound spirit, the family can't finish their grieving because the etheric cords aren't released. So you're still attached by that invisible string. If you've ever read that book as a child, The Invisible String, you're still attached because you're still floating around and you're still influencing them. And so earthbound spirits who attach to people like you, Katie, and I've had many myself, the reason they attach to you because you resonate and vibrate at something that's specific to them that feels comfortable and safe to them. So their soul level has basically basically been sending homing beepers back to them come on come on come home come home come home they can't come home until they're ready and then something about your energy um your bright light to them they kind of see you like the bright white light at the end of the tunnel and they go oh and then if you are similar enough to them or you are safety to them they will come and try to be with you it's the first step towards crossing over they're like oh just let me go to her and i will feel safe if you're if you don't believe that this can happen then you won't get attachments or you won't be in this lifetime you won't realize it there has to be some level in your heart the compassion there and i don't want to make this a negative thing because it's not if you are um agreeing to have an earthbound spirit attached to you Some people will tell you, well, that's because you didn't protect yourself enough. Okay, maybe. Um, Or you were left left your aura too open through psychedelics or alcohol or drugs or fear or negativity. But also, if we want to look at it at the higher level, 
to allow a lost being who is essentially a disembodied human being to attach to you. You can't do that unless you have great compassion in your heart. So I try to help people to understand that it's not a negative slate on you if you have an earthbound spirit attached. It's nothing to be afraid of. You didn't do anything wrong. You did something at the super conscious level. You weren't even aware of it that said, I'm here in this time round, this incarnation, to help people. And one of those things is to be aware of souls who I can't see who need my help. And so I see it as uh, a great act of spiritual service to be able to be there for a soul in need. You don't want them to attach for very long, though. (laughs) If you can stop them from attaching to you and cross them over before they attach, that's even better. But, you know, once you've identified the attachment, uh, you want to cross them over as, as soon as possible because they need their healing. And if they are attached to you, they drain your energy because you are now supporting two lives at once, yeah? And you are then allowing their mind stream to influence your mind stream. Fascinating. So, yeah, so we <laughs> want to get them to heaven as fast as possible, basically. Um, so that's the first concept for the listeners is earthbound spirits. So a lot of spiritual people who radiate really brightly will find that they have attachments. Uh, for you it was um, uh, because you went to a certain location and that spirit was there and she'd been there for a very long time. For a lot of my clients, um, it's actually even more complex than that. They have uh, had attachments from many, many past lives. So in a okay. past life, something happened, and I talk about this in our book that we we wrote together. Uh, my chapter is about um, past lives, and one of the case studies that I share is a story about a lady who had an attachment for centuries. Um, and so they just keep reincarnating with you. Um, that that book, by the way, is entangled no more, listener. If you were not aware, um, such an amazing book, truly. All the stories in that book. Yeah, sure. heaps of really beautiful stories. Something in there for everyone. Different different angles on different things. It's uh, it's very empowering. It's not a it's not a negative book. If you look at the name, you might think, oh, it's going to be sort of a bunch of sob stories. Actually, it's not. It's empowering. It's about how people broke through difficult situations. Yes, it's also an act of understanding your own energy and your own thoughts. Um, the second concept we talked about was. ETs, so extraterrestrials, we call them. So think of the old friendly ET, ET phone home. Um, And right now in society, excuse me, we are really obsessed with the Pentagon's files on UFOs and whatever, you know what I mean? And are there any amongst amongst us? Right, well, newsflash, (laughs) the soul doesn't just originate on Earth. I'm sorry if that confronts you, but it's the truth. Unless you are a brand new soul that God, source, or whatever you want to call the creator has decided needed to be created, which can be a possibility right now, and you're a brand new soul incarnating for the first time on earth, in which case I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast because you weren't, you, your original very first incarnation, I, I doubt you would be somebody who's listening to a spiritual podcast. You've got to right, go through right. 
the different iterations of awareness opening up, right? Got to peel some first, onion layers back. Yeah, if it's your first incarnation on Earth, you're just focusing on how to hell to exist, yeah, or how to be a human being. Um, so if we haven't come just from Earth, if our soul has always existed, Earth hasn't always existed, has it? Very true. There's a point in time that Earth was created by whatever force you want to say. Um, but there was a time in which Earth was created and human beings didn't just stand up and walk. If you look from the scientific perspective, there were different creatures on Earth all throughout. If you go and listen to my podcast, you'll listen to, you'll hear how um, consciousness is created on different planets. We've taken people back to lifetimes where they were seeding planets, uh, insecting planets, putting plant trees on planets. Like it's really fascinating. Um, and so somehow if you are eternal, if energy cannot be destroyed once it's created, it's just going to transform. Where were you before Earth? Yeah. That's a million-dollar question, and your mind knows right. the answer to that. Your mind right. knows the answer to that because that that eternal filing cabinet doesn't get destroyed either. So, uh, yes, if your soul is old enough to have been here before Earth was created, then it's old enough to have been on many planetary, star, and non-physical form locations, different dimensions. And so we can lose, when we understand that truly, we can lose the lose the scare, scaredy cat nature of, oh, my God, there's other life forms. Uh, oh, my God, is there somebody living on Mars? Well, duh, there has to have been some time, some form of life planet because I don't think the creator just created a planet for fun of it, right? The whole right. point of creation is for God or source to experience itself and you are source, so you are a way that source experiences itself. And so it's not he or she because there is no such thing as he or she, it's always both, uh, decided to experience itself and create a planet to do that. And so all the planets have had some form of consciousness. The planets themselves are conscious. They're all sentient. Everything is sentient. Um, so therefore we have lived on other locations. And if we've lived on other locations, we've had family before. Yeah. Ooh, and that stretches a bit right. further. <laughs> if we've had family before, we've had somebody who loved and cared for us before. Um, we, we know from just watching sci-fi, that there are interplanetary wars, you know. Uh, people have to move when their planet changes and evolves and, and dies. You know, planets die. You only have to read the science to see that. And what happens when a planet is getting so old and that it, it's about to deconstruct? The beings on that planet have got to leave, don't they? And I know I'm sounding, I'm um, making it really stripped down to, Dummies 101, but this is what I have discovered in the last six months uh, with clients, and it's really stripped it back from me, for me to to this level. And it's like, okay, if so, if they have to leave from somewhere, sometimes maybe your mum or dad in that lifetime or your brother had to stay behind to make sure the last person left. 
uh, or they were going off on a different mission to go find another planet, but they had already identified um, that you were your next incarnation was to be on Earth. So they sent you to Earth. But there's a part of them that then said, I am really attached to you. I want to know where you are. And that's when, upon departure, there is lots of cases where they have then put a device uh, at the sole blueprint level, which is undetectable, um, until you use your eternal mind stream to say it's like a beeping. It's like it's like when you turn your iPhone on and you put the thing like I do with my kids to see where your kids are for their safety. Oh, I can see them going to the bus now. Yep, they're fine. It's a tracking device, right? Except yeah. for um, the tracking devices were placed uh, when there was not the knowledge that human beings had the ability to understand light language. And so why so many people are discovering these devices now is that uh, so many people doing the work on themselves that they are opening up spiritual uh, abilities. And one of the things that is now becoming very uh, common is for people to start um, being aware of light language. They may have seen light language in drawing form. They may have seen or they may have heard it or they may have um, watched somebody do a light language dance. Um, and if you're somebody like me, and I've been trying very hard, and like you, who moves their hands a yeah. lot when they talk, yeah. you know what, that's right. just not, there's a reason behind that. You've got communication coming through your hands, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You see, I'm sitting here with my hands crossed, yeah, so right. like I don't move my hands. <laughs> well, you know, the easiest way for light to come through is actually through your hands. And so when we communicate with these beings from other planets who were attached to you emotionally because you were a family member, uh, we educate them and we say, look, I understand compassionately that this person was on your planet originally, that in that lifetime they were your daughter, son, mother, brother, whatever. They're not now. We have many parents in many lifetimes, and I know you still love them very much because all carnations are concurrent so you can still feel that attachment but guess what that technology is now out of date and katie is now advanced in her knowledge of the way the world works to be able to communicate with you at a mental level telepathy is now opened up for her and so guess what you can now communicate tele telepathically and that's like this light bulb moment for them because they're like oh my god earth is finally caught up i didn't know right um or and they are overjoyed and that's when you can go to these lifetimes and see the environment when you were there understand the story um and the you of that lifetime can then communicate what happened to you in that lifetime what your key mission was what skills you had and if that skill is important for what you're about to go through that healing ability that insight that telepathy that whatever it is then they will reactivate that live in real time so that you can then bring that fast track into this life it's like opening a treasure chest and then going this is what you have and you're like oh my god right right and they're like well you've always had it but now you're aware that that tre treasure chest is all yours so here have it and use it the real work then becomes after the session in believing that you now have immediate access to that because we believe on earth that things take time and things take hard work right yes Absolutely. Absolutely. But no, the, the, when you connect with your um, self of all locations, you realise 
uh, and it's mind-blowing, that activations are immediate and you have access to that. All you have to do then is to start the process of working with your subconscious and conscious mind to say, I am Katie Bock, but I can't speak light language. I am telepathic and I have healing abilities from other lifetimes that I'm bringing through right now. And then roll with it. Without adding any more certifications because you don't need the certification because you've always known it. So funny. I was just thinking about that today. I was just thinking about all the things I want to do, like training wise, education wise. So great that you said that. Oh gosh. This is. You do not need another piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) This has been such an amazing conversation. And I feel like we should leave it here and allow the listener to process and absorb because I think. Again, we could just talk about this all day and we could go in so many directions. And I just absolutely love that, you know, you were on the podcast. So grateful that you have been here. Can you tell the listener again your podcast and where they can kind of connect with you further? Sure. My podcast's name is The Infinite Life with Katish Haberfield. So if you just type in The Infinite Life, um, I'm on all podcast players, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, everywhere. Um to find me, just Google my first name, katish.com, and uh, that, everything's on my website. So, uh, awesome. I put everything on the website and you can link out from there. So whatever platform you prefer, um, you can watch uh, everything on YouTube. If, if you are a visual person, podcast for auditory, Facebook if you like to just get stuck in a scrolling frenzy, but I'm there wherever. Love it. Thank you for sharing. I'll also put links in the show notes below for easy access to kind of connect in these different ways. Thank you, Katish, for being here today. Yes, most welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, listener, for being here, for showing up with us and being a part of this conversation. If you would like to ask questions, send us a message, tag us in a story or post on you know your favorite social media platform and let us know what your questions are. Let us know you know, what you're enjoying about the podcast episode. And um, I will meet you back here next week.